and seeing the whole Discord thing and like, you know, there's a whole bunch of people who are in the Discord who I just think are like amazing fans of the show and like it blows me away. So off the back of what you just said, Red, about being, you know, thankful for the fans engaging and stuff on the Discord, which is great. And we're very grateful for that because it's just, it makes Tag League stuff interesting. 100% does. Mm. have a chat through it <clears throat> and it's really good and so i just wanted to make note of as you mentioned salsa boy uh going to great lengths to inform everybody about uh joshi wrestling in general from japanese women's wrestling um promotions but there's there's stuff in there to do with stardom and there's some great stuff in there and uh i just wanted to sort of let anyone know who's looking for potentially exploring new stuff to go check that out. We're very grateful that Salsa Boy has kind of compiled this information for us. Actually been sort of floating an idea recently and I just wanted to kind of run it by everyone um, and see if there's interest, particularly from the two of you, to do something like this in the new year, not to do this right away, but in the new year. Considering that we're going uh, well, it's like a slow transition into the YouTube world. <laughs> this isn't going to be a regular thing or anything. But <clears throat> maybe in the new year, I'm obsessed with like reaction videos, reaction videos for songs or whatever. And um, I really like what Karen Murray does on her channel with reacting to stuff. Mm-hmm. And not that I want to necessarily kind of rip that idea off completely, but I want to rip it off a little bit. (laughs) And mainly because, so the New Japan partnership with Stardom is coming up and we've been trying to figure out ways, you know, how to engage in Stardom content and kind of get to know it all a little better. And I think, you know, with uh, the stuff that Salsa Boy has been doing, why not use that info and get recommendations from him and others like him for stuff to watch for stardom? And then uh, at some point in the new year, the three of us get together and make a reaction to some of the content that's suggested, like make a reaction video mm-hmm. uh, to go on YouTube. And it's kind of like the stiff boys discover stardom. That was kind of the idea that I was thinking. And uh, yeah, I just wanted. Love it. Well, a big, a big part of it is, as you're saying, Dave, like when you go to look for reaction video, particularly when you're trying to discover something, it almost always leads to one or two people having to spoil to some extent, some of the, the magic of that discovery because you've got to go and seek it out and read up and find stuff and then put it through. And then that can have an impact on the, your first level of engagement. Yeah. Like no information. We'll have zero information. Ignorant in all the best ways. And, and I think that ultimately um, there's a bit of a reason why I, from my perspective is we've been talking about that. And I was sort of trying to, I sent a message to him saying like, Oh, I'm going to engage with that. I'm just waiting for, we've got a little thing that we're doing and just because I don't want to necessarily dive into it before we've got an opportunity to do it as a collective, as we move forward with that potential idea. So I'm all for it. It's just a completely eye-opening experience of what the discord can be in the sense where it's like, 
it can be a place for people that like all different types of those things in pro wrestling. Granted, we're a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast and we will always focus on those areas, but there's so many tangent, like tangential links across, you know. Um, yeah. And so that makes the most sense to be able to have a space where people are like, watch this, maybe check this out. It's on YouTube, whatever. Yeah, that, that's what's great about the Discord is like you can go in there and check out some different shit. So please don't keep posting stuff. Don't be scared. Just do it. We love it. Fan, like I don't know what to call them. The stiffies is just the way it, the stiffies make sense. All of our stiffies, I just like that. Yeah, they came up calling the name. themselves. They call so, themselves that. Yeah. So I was like, all right, they came up with it. So let's it's, run with it. Hey, um, I don't know the answer to this question because basically I'm an internet moron. Um, mm-hmm. if like someone who listens to the show wants to be on the Discord, on the Discord. they need a, get an invite. Somehow? They need a, they need an work? invite link. Yeah, so. Um, that's probably a good way to think about it, Dave. If people want to join the Discord, um, probably the easiest way, I can send the link out, but just DM me. Just send me a DM and I will put you in. Um, that's do, probably the easiest way. Do not way. DM me. Do not DM me. <laughs> yeah. DM me at WeWorkStiff on Twitter. At WeWorkStiff on Twitter. Find us at WeWorkStiff on Twitter. If you want to join the Discord, it is a growing community. The stiffies are growing and you love to see it. Um, send me a DM and I will... I'll give you the link and, and you can join um, because yeah, as I said, if you're a listener of the show, if you're a follower of the, of the Twitter account, if you're engaging in the discourse, it makes sense to engage in the discord because we do watch alongs. We just, it's a, it's a general good spot for hangs for people that like this type of content that we're producing here and the type of approaches that we take. Um, I think it's, it's a nice little community that we're, we're growing. Um, um, I, I won't just send the invite link out willy-nilly at this point because obviously it's one of those things where anyone could join then any bot or anything could join so just a matter of um if you follow me or dms are open for better or worse um and so you feel free to send uh send me a message and and jump in the in the discord it's a it's a good old time you can you can hear about the direction of the show prior to the show you can somewhat inform the direction of the show too just quietly well the the easiest way i can put it is like it's the reason why i'm in discord (laughs) <laughs> my name is gideon red oh jesus <laughs> and you are joined boy the formerly known as the tripod. In fact, still known as the tripod. We are we work stiff. Introducing first. I am the ravishing red red. Joined over yonder by the token more pimp himself. He is Mambo Bob. He is Dr. Dave Bruden. Hello, everyone. Are we, um, is this an audition for fucking the next Jack Sparrow movie? Is that what's happening here? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's more like Nathan Jones. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, making the magic happen financially and editing wise he is the king of his own dark style 
I call him Sizzle. This is really hard to do. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> the chocolate mouse himself. <laughs> the Belgian. Dr. Julius Josh Cry. And, and we are, we work. <laughs> Your name's getting closer and closer to a legitimate real phlegm there, Josh. Yeah, I think this was actual phlegm. <laughs> So you went, you went to Gideon Gray here. This is the United Empire tribute. Where is the mascot, Red? You didn't bring a mascot along with you for this one. Well, the theme to why I did that. Thank you, Red. Thank you for the uh, that intro. It's, I mean, the Gideon Gray uh, intro thing is getting very over in Japan. So it's I'm glad to see it's made its way to the uh, the WeWork Stiff uh, program here. Okay, we are we're in week two. Week two now of tag league and it's as dave has mentioned um typically this is around the time when it is very much i mean tag league is is a not exactly the most engaging um tour of the new japan schedule but this year i think it's been quite it, i mean i haven't found it as to be as um tag league in as it has in the past it's been a bit of a breath of fresh air even with that said there has been a lot of shows and a lot of stuff happening it's hard to follow all of it so We've been following along, as Dave mentioned, on the Discord with all the people, and that's helped a, a lot uh, to follow along, I would say. Um, but luckily, as we do every year, as we for listeners of the show, we have our draft teams that does add that little bit of extra spice, that little bit of extra uh, flavor to the tag league that we're able to follow our teams as they go along and wrestle to, for points, for points and for pride. It's all for um, points. All for the points and for the pride. Um, and I'm coming. I'm coming for you both. Okay. That's good to know. Um, and we have our format that we follow and that's a good way to engage. And I think what I really like about this process and especially this format, and I noted, noticed it with myself was looking at my sort of feet, looking at what I'd sort of a takeaway of week one and then looking at takeaway of week two and sort of seeing the movement of my thoughts in regards to these teams and what's been happening. Um, and hopefully listeners along will sort of track that as we go as well for the teams as they sort of either grow on us or, or potentially put us off. So I think that's an interesting thing to follow. So gentlemen. Would you like to hit the ropes? This is where we do the Robbie answer. You I both guess. gave the same response Robbie did. Thank you I so guess. much, that one, guys. Yeah, it's like, yes. yes. Uh, well, before we hit the ropes, Red, before we jump in, we have to do a score check. has no, to be done. We don't. We really don't. Skip no, we this. do. We do. You can all fast forward about 20 or 30 <laughs> seconds. Or an hour if Josh somehow relates it back to French cinema. This week on Shaq's stiff standings, uh, Shaq has done uh, gone even further, compiling uh, the individual stats here, putting in the had the complication of the bive coming in. So it's been a bit of a, a, a more complicated endeavor, but nonetheless you, has been able to track it in real time each night. So we've been able to follow along. Um, when we started this tournament, we started this league. It had been I had won one of these stiff drafts. Red had won one of these stiff drafts, and the pressure was on Dave and. He started out like a house on fire last week and we're going to check in with where we're all standing right now. So coming in third at the moment is Red on 40 points. 40 points for Red. Yep. Uh, coming in first, equal first, is Josh and Dave on 50 points. We are tied this late into the game 
on 50. It is coming down to the wire. How many nights are left? We have five nights left. So will there be any English commentary at any point? Just the final night or? Only for the final. How does the final work? So it's the five nights and then the final? Yeah, or? five nights and then the, and the final. Okay. So the top two teams will from each league will be competing for the final. So currently in, I would say in the heavyweight division, it looks like it's everyone's battling for that second spot in the final. Um, and Super Juniors is very competitive. What day is the final on, do you know? I believe it is a Wednesday. Okay. Cool. And currently there's only two matches announced off the top of my head. And I haven't seen it being announced anywhere sort of mainstream, but the obviously the, the one was announced was Carl Anderson versus Hikaleo. Um, and then the other one, which I, again has not been sort of publicized very much. I, well, I haven't seen it, but I saw it when I was looking at the schedule was uh, Okada, Tamatonga and Master Wato versus Gato, Ishimori and Jay White. So those guys will have an opportunity to engage again um, in Japan prior to Wrestle Kingdom. So something to keep an eye out for. Okay. I have a weird hot take on Waito, if you'd like to hear. Um, why didn't they make him like some sort of aristocrat, like like a royal blood person? He has the face of like a spoilt rich person. Mm. Like every time I see him come out, I think the same thing every single time. Like he just has that face. And that's my personal opinion based off how he looks. <laughs> Not judgmental at all. <laughs> For me personally, he could have been a great heel if he was like this whole rich boy thing going on. Well, you know, Bushi's a rich boy. I found that out. A legit rich boy. Like he's like the BJ Penn of yeah, wrestling. Okay. Like he's completely really? loaded and doesn't have to do this. Um, but he chooses to. No wonder he doesn't care about winning. Yeah, not looking for that championship money. No, he doesn't, doesn't give a care. shit. He just wants he just wants to be able to wear different masks every night. That's literally. Yeah. I was like, how does this guy afford masks? Like, he apparently is from like he's from restaurant money. He's from like a uh, restaurant family. Uh, yeah. So these are things I learn uh, on Twitter. But in any case, um, oh, so it's called. Is it called Bushy Road because he fucking owns <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, it might be. Does he own the company? <laughs> are we sure he doesn't own the company? Um, Waito is an interesting case. I, I found him to be great on this on this tour thus far. I think he's really coming to his own. I think the idea of him as the young brat that's kind of sick of being picked on is kind of the the gimmick he's sort of gotten. I think ultimately he's, yeah. the danger when he came back was he's going to get Yoshihashi, and I think he's starting to get away from that in the sense that he's been able to really. I think Despy's going to save his life, basically. I think Despy is literally going to save his career because in the few interactions that they've had, Wato's looked like just a different man in terms of like Despy just constantly makes fun of him. Like that's just his whole thing. And he's so dismissive of him. And it's just, it's just going to be great when Wato finally uh, fully snaps and he's sort of hinted at it. So I think, I think the crowd love him, right? That's the thing. Like, I don't think they could ever turn him heel because the crowd genuinely, like the same way they love Yoshihashi, they're just these little battlers that they see as these little engines that couldn't. And they're just hoping that one day that they will show something. And I think Waito in this run has, I, I actually, I think I sent a message maybe to you, Dave, at one night saying like, can I, or maybe it was on the Discord. I said like, can we, like, we've gotten to the point now where we don't have to worry about Waito. We've gotten to that point, I think. Yeah, it's been a, like there was, 
That's why I was on Wato Watch during the Boss J. There were moments that you sort of saw, oh, like this, everyone's written this kid off, but he's mm. got potential. It was just opportunity. And Kashima. He'd make mistakes, though. Let's be real. Like yeah, he was a yeah. he was a botchy guy, and he never had confidence. Yeah, but yeah, but I, like I watched all of his matches, and as the tournament went on, like so many guys mm. during that tournament, as the tournament went on, guys got better because they're working regular and they're working regular with like top talent. Yeah, and so sort of as it went on i was like oh no there's something there, something there and then all it took was an opportunity kashida goes down with an injury he gets paired like paired up with uh ishimori has that great match with ishimori and then gets sort of falls into this four-way sort of Mm. thing that's going on and he's been awesome and despy like you said is the best thing for him is gonna slap greatness out of him i think (laughs) and uh i hope who I hope that I think that Wato will have a feud with whoever wins at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I think, and I think Despy wins. And I think, yeah, I think it'll probably be Despy, and that'll be fun. And yeah, if uh, if Wato gets uh, initiated next year and it gets better, that's great. As far as character stuff goes, uh, I'd like I don't know what I would like to see. I do agree with you, Red. He's kind of got like that rich boy sort of head. Um, I'm glad I'm the only one who sees it. The cherub I, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, uh, yeah, it's kind of the hair as well. It's like he's got a bit, yeah. Uh, so I would like for him some sort of, and like like anyone that's, I like I like definition around whatever they are, whatever the gimmick is, and uh, I think that's what will help him and maybe 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 that's what Despy slaps out of him is an identity because <laughs> that's the only thing that he seems to be really lacking now because he's been great in the ring and he's been super aggressive and fiery and like confident and like from what was it eight months ago we're all right and what off going oh fuck we don't know about this dude maybe he came back too soon or what is he no one knows what he is no one uh, to be where he is now Mm. Fuck, it just says to me, again, just reinforces how good the system is and how good you can be given opportunity and working with top talent. It just it comes on quick in Japan. 100%. Yeah. Uh, you could literally say the exact same thing for Tita. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely you could. Like, yep. He's just so much smoother now. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's a great transition, talking about how much we've seen improvement to... The first rope. I'll use your nomenclature there, Red. Uh, Thank you, sir. Yeah, you're you're very you're very welcome. Uh, to the most impressive boys thus far from your teams this week, who has been your most impressive boys? It it hurts. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to take a lap. Just give me a second. <laughs> And me, I was there with you. I was yeah, there with you. just hold hands, yeah. Dave. Want to hold yeah, hands? We'll hold hands, take a lap around the serpent. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I've had a couple of moments in my life when it comes to wrestling. Where I've... Wait, but why, Red? Because I reckon it's great when you're proven wrong Yeah. when it comes to this sort of stuff. And you actually go, oh, actually, these guys are fucking, there's something about these guys. And you see something new and you're like, oh, I didn't see that before. And this is awesome. I'm like, that's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. 
And they got your points, mate. Maybe that's why you're fucking turning around on them. <laughs> <laughs> They're falling on the board. <clears throat> a kid in his Android had an absolute banger against Hot. And I was watching that match and they completely made themselves for me. Like when Evil and everyone was doing the whole thing of like shooing everyone away, going, no, 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 we're going to be fair. We'll be fair. Which is, that was odd. Yeah. And then Android came back. Didn't he what? He fired up. And I watched that match and I was like, holy shit, that is fucking sick. That was so cool. That entire match completely made me going, yeah, all right, yes, I am on this team. Like, yes, I am on this team. They made me a fan. I'm interested, Red, which, which, it's so Coglin or Kid? Which Both. is the okay. Coglin, Coglin the most though. The he's one a, that I was yeah, he's most, a power move guy, man. The one that I was most down on. Like, so when when he was getting beaten down, and I was literally going, Come on, Android, come on, Android. That's come on, Android. <laughs> yes, uh, something that yeah. many, many a teenage boy has done. And like, I'm like, I don't care if you like have you know weak shins. Whatever, who cares? <laughs> Androids don't have knees, man. Exactly. I saw that comment. But um, yeah, I just that entire match did did not expect to have these guys turn me around. And like we joke about Simpy and all that kind of stuff, but I 100 percent saw it. I was like, yes, this is fucking sick. This is really, really cool. The crowd, the crowd were in it too, weren't they? Yeah. The crowd, that's exactly it. The crowd were into it, but yeah, I, I was doing the whole get up stinger to Android. That was a really, really cool moment. Then when he hit the fall away bridging pin, I didn't yeah. expect the pin. I was like, whoa, baby. Yeah, he's got like three moves, Coglin. He does the reverse um, suplex thing, which yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen. He did that to Fletcher um, against Aussie Open. That Against Aussie Open was when Coglin got to really explore because he was basically using Fletcher like a like a blow-up doll at that point. Um but yeah the the skill set that he possesses the is he's just the truest power moves guy that you've ever the most power moves power moves guy you've ever seen. And um I mean like for me personally too like you know I've watched the whole time I've watched kid the whole time like going you know because he has more personality and everything and yeah I've, I've been watching him but this for Android, personally, for me, this was his coming out party for me. Yeah, he got a lot of the match, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I really kind of saw what everyone was saying. Like, I found them, as I said, if you listened to the show last week, and if you do, thank you very much. Um, you know, I wasn't super into them, and that's fine. That's my opinion. Yeah, but Red, you did also say I'm open to, like, in the beginning, before we all sort of, like, start having a joke you did say i'm open to liking these guys i want to like these guys yeah and yeah and that that entire i haven't actually had simpy i haven't actually had any of the entire matches i haven't actually had anyone draw that emotion from me and so yeah they got that from me they literally got that well, from me and, and android literally had that i think that's been their story though in a lot of respects is that the like you're saying earlier, you know, like how they, they look very discombobulated. That's kind of been the idea of them saying, I mean, they made it an exclusive thing after they went and did the backstage talk um, and sort of said, 
no, no losses, only, only lessons. And they talked about the idea that they had been training forever, but had never actually tagged together. And so this, this tournament was about them learning how to tag together and improving on each other's skills and building their skills through losses, basically. And it was almost always leading to this house of torture match, which was their, their sort of key. And it's a very, it's a, it, I think it's going to be a very pivotal match in the, not only for LA Dojo, but for house of torture in that respect too, because mm-hmm. they essentially lost to graduating young boys. You know, like it's, it's a pretty embarrassing loss. If you think they lost to a team that hadn't won yet. Um, and so an LA Dojo then immediately came out and claimed they want a shot at the six man. So um, it's pretty clear that, that we had sort of rumored, we'd been talking about last week, the rumor about the LA Dojo House of Torture thing. And I think that yeah. is still the direction that they're going to go in some respects. Um, I don't know if it'll lead up to Wrestle Kingdom. I think it's going to lead post Wrestle Kingdom. I think that's 2023 story. Um, and it's a perfect situation because as you said, Red, they're able to draw Simpy because they are these young guys that are trying to get themselves over and trying to mm. prove that they're that their way is the way and that they they prove that they their strength and their metal and they're going up against a very anti New Japan approach, you know, these cheating yeah. bastards. And so the crowd builds this simpy towards this what it in essence are antagonizing type personalities. Like Gabe Kid is a prick. Like that's the character he plays. But because in that context, he's fighting from underneath and he's he's working against a what is seen as a disrespectful team in the sense of how they're disrespecting the the Cerulean Blue, it allows him to be that whilst also be sympathetic in a very similar way to how Osprey positions himself. So I think that that capacity is something that we'll be able to see where you get a really cool LA Dojo, this really cool fight team aesthetic. Um that they can be kind of edgy and they can be a bit out there, but they, but they draw simpy, which is a very cool dynamic to have. Mm. So um, you definitely saw it in that, in that house torture matchup. I was going to say that makes Android a power bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's waiting to get that one in. Definitely turned me around. I was like, yes, yes, this is actually a good tag team. And, I see what they're trying to do right now. And um, yeah, the simp was built and it's brilliant. House of Torture, as much as you hate what they do and everything about that, they literally are brilliant at telling stories in a match. And (laughs) what they did in that match literally got this cold-hearted old, you know, ringer banging for these boys. That's probably the best work they've done all tour was with Coglin and Keith because the rest of it's been fucking atrocious yeah it has put it out there (laughs) um and and the interesting part about it was they had the um the element of they're trying different things now like they whether they wanted to get involved in cheat versus not there was a bit of dissension of like what the fuck are we doing here it's well there was starting something there was that there's felt like there's something going on there and there was like go away heat from the crowd it felt like not not just booze because we're booing because you're the bad guys it's like we don't want to see this shit. They got the go home Tai Chi chant. Yeah. Yeah. I think Alex Kidd, um, though that team has this, uh, I think the turning point was their match against Aussie Open. I think literally the way it was built yeah. was that was yeah. their turning point. Like here we hit this point um, and they gave, I mean, that was incredible. Honestly, like that was the point where it's like, holy shit. One, we know how good Aussie Open are, but it was also like this team is this young, these young fellas are. Like that chop battle was just yeah, of course, and brutal. 
Can I just point out, based off the conversation you have with Shaq, Josh, that um, Bebop still are an amazing tag team and one of the best tag teams in the history of the world of tag teams. But I just had to, for this conversation, I had to say that uh, a kid and his android really won me over this week. And if you haven't seen the match, yeah, go and watch it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I think all of their matches this week have been great. That's what I was sort of saying. I think that um, the story that they're telling that, that Aussie open match, I would, I would put as a hot, like I, I've, I'm with you. I've got a couple of in the heavyweight. I think your match might be one of the matches that I'd identify too, but I felt that Aussie open um, Alex kid match was maybe my favorite in terms of just, just, it just, it had the same level of like, I hope you, by the end you were cheering for Alex yeah, and kid 100%. to win. Um, and also Gabe kid showed things in that match that he hadn't showed previously that i didn't know he could do still in fucking moonsaults off the top rope to the outside so i'm like okay what's going on yeah if you're tracking this team that would be their their level of improvement and in that match and then post it that was the big speech about how disappointed they were for losing and how close they came to beating such a good team and let's not forget if you're a gabe kid you are looking at guys that you had wrestled in the past that's the thing about gabe kid that's so he's so different to everybody else he essentially was like had like a four-year, five-year career stopped, went back through the young line system, had to relearn everything to come back. So he's wrestling guys that he's seen in RevPro when he was there as um, that have had to move all the way past him. And you felt like in that match that those boys really like that was like like I said, the the House of Torture match was Coglin's show off sort of match. We're, we're gonna give him a lot of shine. The Aussie, Aussie Open match, it felt like the Aussie Open like, Gabe, we're going to show just how good you are in this match. And him and Mark Davis beat the ever-loving shit out of each other, and it was glorious. That was the oh, night man. of everybody beating the shit out of each other, um, mm. which is great. Their chop spots were amazing. Like They were literally hard and hitting. Yeah, it was great. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad that you've – I'm glad it only took us a week, Red. I'm glad it took us one week to get to that point. Um, because now you can join us on the Alex Kid uh, Island. Uh, it is glorious over here. It's um, such a fun time. No, I'm not joining you guys. I'm just saying that I like them now. I'm not joining you. Just- <laughs> well, I, I would get across, Red, because you're going to be seeing a lot of them. I think. Would you like to go, Dave? Sure. Excellent. Uh, so my favorite tag team of the last week has been. I've liked a couple, but I've really liked Naito's and Sonata. It's probably the one I've liked the most. They've been the ones that have stuck out to me the most. And it's been mainly, um, well, A, Naito's, I enjoy the interaction, the beginning of matches that Mm. they're having where everyone kind of like, well, most people tend to sort of pick Naito, particularly the the younger new teams. Yeah. They want to be in there with with Naito, and I like. like I'm just loving how slowly he's <laughs> getting to the ring, and doing slow mo Naito things that only slow mo Naito can. Oh, the troll troll Naito's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's super fun. The Mikey chant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mikey chant was brilliant. <laughs> um. Yeah, so him doing full Naito things, he's been great. And then just the sheer smoothness of Sonata mm. has been what I've liked a lot. 
Uh, I don't know if he's getting better or he's always been this good, but he just seems like a bit kind of like he's hit like this flawless level. Yeah. And he's like, honestly, in my belief, the wrestler, I don't know whether it's what it, what it is as far as what he needs to get to that sort of be considered in that main event level if he wants to get there. But he is the wrestler that I see as like the no ceiling guy. He could be anything just watching how good he is. But I guess that all depends on the story character. That's character. All that we'll, get, that's, we'll get him there. That's really what it is. I don't think it's anything that he can or can't do. It's whether the office sees him in that role at this point. I think he's, yeah. he's got every tool you need. Like he's a good looking dude, speaks English, can fucking go with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just the character thing. It's pop- but he's be... still popular at this, yeah, yeah. this character. So you can even see him having slight adjustments and getting to the next level. It doesn't take, it wouldn't even take a massive shift. Oh, I just um, so badly want to see him with Tai Chi. Yeah. <laughs> I just want those two to just start fucking hanging out and be boys. That's what <laughs> I want more than anything. And like, I think I... that is great. I was uh, I messaged this to you the other night. Like we're talking about Sonata, and I know Shaq's been talking a bit about. Sonata yeah, we've too. been talking like, about Sonata. You know, yeah. The, the, what does he do? Where does he go? But he kind of the need to kind of keep him face. Yeah. And uh, I sort of floated the idea that I like the idea of Sonata sort of asking Naito if he can walk his own path away from lij and then not being like animosity between the two of them that, mm. and that Nido sort of accepts and then i think that kind of creates would create kind of this unique relationship between the two of them and like hey you're not under my umbrella anymore my thing you're mm. going to do your thing and then when we kind of have a match there's kind of like a different kind of tension mm. um just because I don't like the idea of Sonata turning. I, yeah, I, when Shaq said that on the Discord, I agree. I was like, I was like, yeah, he can't turn because I don't think him as a heel works. Because even though he's got yeah. all this, like he looks, he could easily play a heel. Um, I think he's, and, I, and we had that chat. I was like, if Kota Bushi ain't coming back, then there's a spot at the very top for the the sort of the, the freaky talented guy the freaky baby face talent everyone loves he's he's the he's like the king of the photo books you know like that's that's you sonata shave yeah. your beard not your go bud like it yeah. seems like it's there for him like that and then like him and naito they're a great team i love that but that, they are a great but naito is not going to be he'll be like a tag special attraction they're not going to be a <laughs> tag team all the time you know what i mean so no. It's hard to really develop a strong bond with them. Although, you know, like during Tag League, I've loved watching them and they've been my favorite watch this week, even though there's been some great stuff. Mm. But it's, yeah, those elements I mentioned about the two of them and then just kind of in my head thinking about what what next for Naito, what next for Sonata, where they go, what do they fucking do at Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's got me going like oh, I'm throwing all sorts of fucking conspiracy booking scenarios out there. I'm like, what is happening? No, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. I mean, like LOJ versus Aussie Open was one of my favorite matches up until recently. But it was great. Also, yeah. too, like you know, Sonata and Naito have one of my absolute favorite tag team moves, and that's like the 
uh, leg up spinning tornado DDT. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, RIP Yano. Yeah, that moves are phenomenal. Yeah. And like, you know, Sonata, I personally think that he's, he's one of those guys where it's like there is a spot, and I agree with you 100%. There's a spot that he could take. And I am 100% on board for saying like, he could d- definitely take that spot and then like leap with it. I just want to see more from Sonata. Yeah. It's whether there's there's two things about Sonata. There's the there's whether the office see that and whether Sonata sees it. I mean, they're the two things. Well, Sonata's got to want it, really. That's exactly he? right. He has to yeah. want it, and I think it's been a running thing where he's just seen the other heavyweight under Naito in the faction go past him every time, whether it's evil and then it's Shingo comes in and up he goes. Like it's got to got to weigh a little heavy on him at some point that he just can't get that next step. And and obviously they gave him the U S title opportunity. He got that, he won that belt and unfortunately fractured his face, that beautiful, beautiful face. And that did that sort of led that sort of definitely hampered whatever the push was going to be. Cause obviously they were going to do something there. Um, and I think that they view him at least like, let's put it in this context. Like if they gave him the U S belt, Knowing what we know now about what the US belt and where the US belt is positioned, that to me suggests that they have they have some thoughts about what they think Sonata where he can be. And also, like how good was how good was 15 minutes Sonata in the TV match? Fucking that's exactly it. He's good, you know? but Sonata can be good in any context if he's given something compelling, if it's compelling. The 15 minutes makes him compelling because he doesn't have to worry about his like slow build which Sonata loves his slow build to his pace spots can can i make one controversial comment about sonata yes well is the paradise lock the goofiest move in all of new japan no i think the goofiest move in all of new japan is the back punches by bushimon the drums that is the, yeah, yeah the drums the, oh, i can't stand that fucking shit yeah um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't stand that. Yeah. But yeah, the Paradise Lock is kind of silly. But... It is. Um, yeah. but it's a it's a callback to Milano Collection AT, so it pops him every time on commentary. And yeah. that's I mean, that's part of pro wrestling is showing your influences, and yeah. that's kind of the the aspect that it is. And it is goofy, but that's kind of Sonata. Like Sonata, that's his thing, is he is this he's a goofball in the sense that like his promos after like his he's stole the Mick Foley gimmick every like when he wins, every city he's in is the best city he's been in. That's what he does after every race. <laughs> like he's a he's a bit of a goofball, and but there's no there's no denying that he's incredibly popular given his positioning with and he's like he's the third pushed heavyweight in that group, and he's still and he rarely ever speaks. He rarely speaks, and he rarely does anything of like he doesn't pander. He's the least pandering, and then when he does his little. He is all he does is put his finger to his ear. Yeah, finger to his ear. Yeah. And the crowd goes fucking nuts. Yeah, like he's... That. Yeah. So there is something about him that suggests that he has and I look, I I just don't want to like, I've been banging this fucking drum for about six years. Like <laughs> at some point it's gonna come, something's gonna happen. But if it never does, he may be the most talented guy in a promotion. He's he's gonna enter into like that that upper echelon of talent that never gets to that level. Like he's going to be one yeah. of those guys um, that never got the big belt. And it's, you know, mm. it's sad, but in so many respects, it just reflects the era in which he came up. I, Dude, and it, I, yeah. I mean, not everyone can be the top guy, but also like it, fuck, he might be happy. Just, he might really love being the yeah. second guy. That might be a spot he's super comfortable in, but 
having said that, holy fucking shit, he's good. And he, if he decides that he wants to go to that next level, I'm all for it because fuck me, he's just, he's just, it's, it's, it's effortless. I don't remember seeing anyone so, yeah, make shit look so yeah. fucking easy. Yeah. I, I will say this, uh, you know, like about the whole drop kick, who does the best drop kick? Sonata does the best front flip. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone does a better front flip than Sonata. Yeah, because he 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 front flips into a run. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the impressive part. He doesn't he doesn't break stride. I've got a controversial take on the drop kick too, by the way. Oh, well, oh. maybe it's controversial. I don't know, but I prefer the shotgun drop kick. Yeah, I do oh, too. Of course, of course. Yeah. How can you not like a guy running at someone and drop kicking the shit out of them? Yeah, the John Wu yeah. being the best example. John Wu, yeah, exactly. How can you not like that? The best example is Hiromu punting fucking Despi across the arena <laughs> when they were outside in the Super Juniors a few years back. Yeah, that yeah. Awesome. That his John his John yeah. Wu is the best, where he just runs for about four thousand. I mean, that yeah. I think he's I think he's calmed down on that post <laughs> injuries <laughs> or injuries. Yeah, but it's like it, yeah, when he can bring that one out every now and again. Um, and Kevin Knight actually, when he has to get up really high for the dropkick he just resorts to a shotgun as well yeah. um uh, uh kid's got a really good one he's got a good shotgun dropkick into the yes. into the Ke- corner kevin knight's kevin knight's dropkick is one of the best i've seen since eddie herrera yeah can i can i make a, an amendment uh i i agree with you dave except in the case of suzuki's one foot dropkick which is still the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the fucking he only brings it every now and again and he decapitates people with it. Remember that time yeah. the random like I think it was like a random show where he kicked Markabe in the head and nearly killed him. It <laughs> <laughs> was like <laughs> I reckon he does some stuff with some guys where he's like, I know I can get away with shit on this dude. Like like with Godo like Oh, they just like, started shooting. He just he just goes, I know Godo's tough, so I'm just gonna have like Five minutes where I beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah, because he knows that Godo's going to not complain, but instead yeah. just send receipts straight back at him. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, let's go. That was that was a great that was a great match in the sense that they just broke out into a sing. It's the first time in the tag league where it just became a singles match. It's just Godo yeah. versus Suzuki. Ah, oh, and there was one moment when Godo and uh, Suzuki were in, and all I could he, he, they're wrestling right, they're in the ring. And then you hear this massive crash in the background and I just pissed myself and I'm like, oh, Lance Archer just fucking slammed friggin' Yoshihashi into a fence and it was hilarious. That's what Yoshihashi's job in that match was, was just being yeah. flying around the outside of the ring for five minutes whilst the match was happening. It was just being hoyed. You want to hear a funny Suzuki thing? Uh, when Suzuki lost about, was a couple of days ago? Mm-hmm. And he threw a chair at the door and he damaged the door. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yes, Suzuki is paying for that. Yeah. Uh, he, he also threw a chair over the ring. He, he had one where he went to throw it in the ring and hit the camera guy, went straight over the top. It's, it's great. Uh, yeah. So he's having a, he's having a tough, he's having a tough trot at the moment. Oh, Suzuki. Yes. That's interesting. I think uh, we'll get there. Okay. Well, I, I'll, we'll get there. Don't worry. Um, good to know, Dave. Uh, I'll save, keep the powder dry. Uh, my most impressive, uh, interesting, um, so, sort of a similar way to you, I think, in a lot of respects, Dave, is like I've been looking, I mean, my teams have been, um, some of my junior teams have been really, really impressive. I really, like, I really enjoyed the Super Junior Tag League. Like, I can't deny it. Like, oh, it's been great. Been... I missed that one night and I have to go back. Oh, but um, Dave, it's you been missed... so fun. I'm going to talk about it a lot. Yeah, I know. Was... The one night I missed and apparently it's the fucking best night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that'll yeah. be all right. Um, yeah. So... 
In any case, don't worry. The, the detail <laughs> that I will give, the description I will give, it'll be like you've seen it. So I've got a lot of junior tag league teams. I've only got a couple in the heavyweights, but I've, and so heavyweight has been a, a you know, it's a, a mixed bag for me in terms of engagement. But this week I have really, really started to invest in one team in particular that I've found what I said last week about what I love about tag team wrestling, what I, what we were hoping to see with new Japan and tag league wrestling, uh, tag team wrestling in particular was actual tag teams, like actual, like we think teams develop and which that's great. Um, and it's awesome to see stars, but like the art form the tag team wrestling is to me is matching everything and complementary mm-hmm. everything and connected and, like you, you see with Aussie Open, like yeah, that's what, the, kind of what you grow up with, right? Like tag teams were identifiable tag teams. I, and I kind of hated that about, not to shit on the attitude era, but once it got into that era, it was like, you know, random mixes of people and they became the tag team. That kind of became the norm for a long period of yeah, time. Yeah, and a, a non-matching aesthetic. Give me the Beverly Brothers any day of the week. I just want to yeah. see <laughs> matching everything. <laughs> I'm matching mullets, matching hair. Like I want matching gear. I want matching capes, matching everything, matching boots, uh, matching ability. I want all of that combined. And I do think we, in New Japan in particular, it's been very barren. And so they've had to prop it up with teams. And even like like dangerous techers have developed into that matching complementary team with their gear and stuff as they've moved ahead. But they're still, you perceive them as two singles guys that are going to break out. Two single guys, yeah. Same way that used to be the great team of Evil and Sonata. They were always a really good team, but you always felt like they were still two singles guys put together, um, which yeah. is kind of what, you know, Japanese wrestling has built itself on a lot of respects is these guys will eventually break out. But for me, tag team wrestling is tag team wrestling. And so I want tag teams. And I have been incredibly impressed by uh, the Mighty Don't Kneel coming mm-hmm. in as a true team with a with maybe, and this is a big segment, maybe the most, the highest number of tag team combination moves I've ever seen. They literally don't not wrestle together, which I think is kind of the idea that I really like. And their match versus um, Naito and Sonata, speaking of Yonaro Sonata, was mm. stunning in terms of one, I was, they won, which is in its essence stunning yeah. because you don't expect, you don't expect Naito and Sonata to take many falls. Um, and the way in which they wrestled, the dynamic they wrestled, and importantly, I mean, Mad Mike Nichols is, you know, he's a solid hand, but Shane Haste has really, I look at him and go, wow, this guy is, He's a different cast. He's a hysterical. Yeah, yeah. He's the gimmick, and he lives the gimmick. He's a different cat, and the way that he is committed to this, he's a comedy wrestler. Like it's, yeah. there's no way to put it. He's a comedy wrestler, but he is incredibly talented. And the whole match against Suzuki and like the, that flash finish out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was you just cool. don't expect it, and be, be, but it fits that character. This character is kind of unhinged, kind of all over the place, but his gimmick is. He's a super talented guy that just that Mikey Nichols has to keep contained and keep on the <laughs> level, like keep on track, on task, yeah, keep him on task, keep him focused, and if he can, he can win him matches. Like he can be the guy that gets him there, but he can also be the guy that costs him stuff. And yeah. I just love their dynamic. I love the way that like Shane Hayes comes out and he swings the towel, gets on the corner, and every time they do the gimmick where Mikey walks the side and Shane jumps and he has to get out of the way, they. They play this idea like they're just, they're not simpatico, but they're so connected. 
And I just think when you look at tag team wrestling, that's what you want, right? That's that's the goal is to see a team that is basically the two sides of the one brain. And and you feel like they and through this through this tournament, they have really surprised not only in terms of performance, like I did not expect where I drive like they're coming second in the league. Like mm. they're they've won a shit ton. They like won five matches. Like they are they've done a really good job. And in every one of their matches, as I've said, they have been connected. And that's the part that I've really liked. Like the double team moves are great. And they've they've got everything they do is is crisp. And as I said, they're a bit corny, I guess, is probably a way to put it. They're a little bit but I think that's kind of by design. Mm. But what a fresh team to put in the division because you just know that you can heat them up in 20 seconds. You can just like, all right, they're going to get a couple of wins and they can go for a title shot easy. They're one of those teams that you just can put in, you know, they're going to be good, but because they have that little extra something with character component and mainly Shane Hayes bringing that to the table, it does give them something a little different. And that dynamic with Naito and Sonata was, was awesome. Naito, Naito taking the piss, just, making fun of Mikey Nichols. Yeah, um, yeah. Only for Mikey to eventually get the win, I think is kind of a cool element to the whole story. Um so yeah, I, I was I thought and that I know when we're watching that on Discord with, with the uh with the listeners, all the stiffies out there, that was a shocking result. It literally yeah, stunned people. They're like, whoa, yeah. holy shit. Because everyone was saying this is a really good match. This is really good. Holy shit. You know, like Yeah. Um, it was a good match. And it, and it, yeah it and uh, an unexpected win. I've never really been a great, uh, like a huge fan of Mikey Nichols. No. I don't know what it was. It was just something about him that I kind of, I just couldn't connect with. I kind of feel like, you know, like some people who wrestle and you're like, that's just don't look like a wrestler. But I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, he was, something. you know what he was though? He was missing the other half of himself. Well, yeah, that's what I think is, is the go. The two of them together uh, are really great. I like... I like the uh, almost like a yeah, it, I don't even know how to explain it. The the I don't know if it's full contrast, but like the, the kind of the nutsness of haste and the um, and just like the, the the kind of he's kind of like a bruiser now, isn't he, Mikey? Because he yeah. looks like he's put on a bit of bulk and stuff too. Like he looks really great and he's wrestling really well. Um, I like that combination. Yeah, I don't, it's kind of, I don't really have words for what it is, but um, it's more interesting. That's more interesting than I've ever seen Mikey Nichols. And I, and I like that about it. And I, uh, I'm a fan of, like you said, kind of the, the aesthetic of a tag team mm. and a tag team that has like a bunch of tag team moves that are unique to them as a tag team. Mm. Uh, that's always kind of what I always found appealing about tag teams growing up is like, oh, they've got their own moves. It's not just like you come in, you do a double suplex and it's like yeah. it's, they've got their own shit that they've made up and they're putting together. So, yeah, I, I really, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised how much I've liked them and I've kind of turned the corner on mainly Mikey Nichols because I hadn't seen much of Haste before. Yeah. Um, 
but I had seen Mikey Nichols in the past. He was at the show that we went to in Melbourne one, yeah. And I think when he was in that chaos faction, again, another part, he was in chaos. He was just like a guy that, and he just didn't, he just didn't have a role. And that's the thing, like we, you could always tell he's a solid, he was a solid hand. Like that's the thing, like and every, yeah, to yeah. be a New Japan guy and to be at that, to be given that opportunity, you have to be able to rest. I think that's probably what it is, right? It's like, oh yeah, this, you know, you can tell this guy can wrestle, but nothing about him really stands out. Mm. And so he just feels like just another guy, you know, it doesn't feel like there's nothing particularly interesting about him on his own or whatever. But then as his tag team, it's like the idiot, not the idiocy, but the lunacy of haste has kind of, I don't know, it just seems to shine a bit of light on, on Nichols as well. Yeah. Because a bit of Nichols, a bit of like, cause he, he came in as mad Mikey Nichols. And he's not mad. <laughs> That's his thing. Like, no, if anything, it's tag partner. Like, <laughs> yeah, but but he, the, what I like about it is he it, he brings this kind of almost like a playful energy with haste where he's always like like that backstage promo of Suzuki is like he's like oh look here comes Suzuki and he's and haste is like ah and just fucking takes off <laughs> yeah yeah um and he's like this idea of like oh this is my guy you know this is my guy I just think that dynamic I really like the dynamic of man Mikey Nichols like I'm I'm the leader of the team. Like I, and I've established that that's my job. Like I'm the, he's the brains behind the organization. You know, that's the thing. Like he's the organizer. He's the guy that's sort of orchestrating the whole thing. And he's almost unleashing the the lunatic when he needs to to do that. And he's happy to have fun with him. And like, I've, I'm in control of this thing. So like, I'll, I can, I can roll him up a bit, but we know that when shit goes down, that he'll come in and he'll, he'll do his crazy shit. And he can do, as I said, that Shane Haste is every time I see him, I like, this guy can do a lot of things. So I was I was being really pleasantly surprised. Team DK, if they can keep this thing together and slowly grow into get a junior or something, they they could be a real faction, like yeah, a really TMDK fun. Team DK junior would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they need to find a disaffected junior that's losing a bit. Maybe they'll. I don't know. Maybe from Australia, that might be something they might look for. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Having a bit of issue with their current, having an issue with their current faction that might have crossover. I don't know. Um, but, and I don't think it's any surprise. New Japan is high on TMDK as a faction because this team is That's winning why I a think, lot. Uh, Jonas staying. Please stay. Yeah. Please I mean, there is a bit of talk about that, but I think that he's staying. I think he's staying because, like, this thing that he's made is kind of getting noticed in Japan now, and it's mm. a big opportunity for him. And, like, yeah, like you said, get your name big there and then if you want to take all the money down the track then mm. do that but like jonah is the monster of new japan could be fucking huge yeah. and and team day team dk is great bit more more big teats more of the other guys get a junior even uh like an aussie woman to go over to stardom yep. under team dk banner that would be cool yeah yeah think he'll stick around yeah i hope so and, I, and as i said it, this tournament has shown us that the faction is more than one man yeah yeah or, or two men true, <laughs> true. Um, can't forget teats can never forget big teats he's missed on this tour why don't they bring he him? is oh look, i mean that would have been a great addition Trios. those two yeah. yeah 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 oh my god can you imagine shane haste and teats together oh, we need more of that so from the uh, most impressive to the, you know, this isn't the least impressive. It just means needs to lift, needs to lift, needs some, 
uh, want to see some some improvements, some areas of growth, something to uh, what we need to see more of moving forward. Uh, so, which boys of yours needs to lift? Um, I mean, Oiwa. I'd like to see Oiwa lift, um, but he's not part of my team. <laughs> I just I that boy doesn't need to lift. That boy clearly lifts. Yeah, he definitely lives. <laughs> um, I don't really have a team. Like, I know you guys are both winning, but I mean... So who do you want to see more of is a better way to frame it. Who do you think has shown something, but you need to see something more to just get them to that next thing? That's kind of how I look at this, a lot of the cases, you know? And not a, it's not a slide on the team. It's just who's shown a little glimpse, but you just need to see more of it. That's kind of the way I frame this question because everybody's pretty good unless you've got a house of torture member, which Dave does. <laughs> um, look, I'll just say Hanare and Akan. Um, their match with Aussie Open uh, the other night, literally that night, was uh, probably my favourite match the entire tournament. Like, literally. Insane, wasn't it? It just, it's not so much a team. It's more Hanare and it's more Akan as individuals. Um Hanare and Akan, I just want to see more of them. I did this in the G1. I've done this before. I just want to see more of Akan, and now I want to see more of Hanare. But do you think, I mean, what is that team? Like, what is, because I think Hanare's did it, I think in that, I mean, we'll, I'm assuming we'll, we'll get into that match in detail soon, but, like, I thought he did a pretty good job in that match, especially helping. Hanare was great. Especially yeah, helping was- the guys get over. I think he he basically said, "Oh, don't worry, boys. I'll take the role as the pin eater here and uh, sell my he ass off." Sold really well. Yeah, um, fucking OTV. And I think that's kind of his spot, you know. I think regard like I think he's just that's where he's being pegged. I think at this point, um, whether rightly or wrongly, but you look at the influx of talent, you look at all the LA Dojo guys coming in, you look at all the new. It's like Hanaro's got a spot in a faction that he's always going to have a spot in the faction. Um, and he can, if he can be a good guy at helping, like the way he sold, like seriously, the way he sold in that match was, yeah, he really helped get them. And he took a pile driver like an absolute madman. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I do, I do think, um, he he's not going to be a guy. I think we can basically either push the Hanare push. I don't think. I think if you're waiting for that, it, it might be a, it might be a long wait. But I do feel like he's a type of guy that's going to be. Uh, a valuable commodity in any faction is that he's he's just going to get that that run and where every time he needs if he needs to be heated up they can do it because that's what they're doing in this in this dynamic and obviously they they didn't see Okan and Cobb winning the tournament and they they view that team as somewhat protected so I think they made a little switcheroo to get get Hanare um, Okan Hanare it was meant to be Cobb and you know Okan but. It was a choice they made. Yeah, that's they made exactly. the choice. There's something there, and I mean, I really love every team I have. Like I'm now come completely around, and I, you know, it's it's tough because you can see that when Cobb, if Cobb was there, if Cobb was actually part of this tag team, I'm thinking to myself, like, what would have actually been the end goal for this one? Well, like they they wouldn't have been able to they wouldn't have put him in there because the Aussie Open it would have like that team is protected like Cobb and Okan during the pandemic had the most wins of any tag team in yeah. Japan so they're yeah. the most protected team so 
they weren't going to win the tournament. So they didn't want to put him in there to take any shine off of Aussie Open. So they basically had to make an adjustment. I think that's really what they did. And they kayfabed it as Cobb hurt his leg, yet he still worked the crossover show. So like, I think it was pretty clear that he, mm. he didn't hurt himself. He's just getting a well-earned break. Um, and it's allowing Hanare to get an opportunity to, to basically work at all. But he's there to be the reason why um, Okan and is not winning the, the league, basically. I think that's kind of the... That's kind of what he's there for. It's a bit of a soft answer on my behalf, but, you know. I don't really care. I like Hanare. And I think he's been, since he joined the United Empire, he's been great. And he doesn't have to become a main eventer. He's still great. And so if you ever need a good hand, he's a good hand. Yeah. And every every faction needs one. Yeah. And if you want to fill in for a tag team or you need a fill in for a tournament or whatever, Hanare is great. And it might well just be that one day an opportunity comes along and you can slot Hanare in and he will do a great job. I do think, and I've mentioned this, that that fucking high knee uh, against the turnbuckle that he does that looks like he just about punts dudes' heads into the third row, that should be his finisher. I fucking love that. There's always a great sound and they always get a really good camera angle on it. Mm. I love that move for him as a finisher. I think that would be really cool. Um He's awesome. Okan's Okan. Okan's like uber character. He's yeah. fucking great. Um, and I like them as a tag team. I'm not upset about Cobb not being there. I think they're a fun tag team. Yeah, exactly. It it, it suits the it suits the role. Like it's not they're not bad. It's just you can you can achieve both things. You can basically get. Yeah, this is clearly the Aussie Open tag league. Like this is the focus. Yeah. For yeah, that match was fucking insane. They yeah. just went. They just went at each other hundred percent. It's going to be something. It's going to be a good one to talk about because it's a, yeah, it's something. It's something unlike anything I've seen in New Japan in a long time from every part of it. So it's, but I get what you, I get the 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 where you want to see them is you just want to see well what's the what's the end goal for that team what's the end and I just think the reality is is that they're there to do what they did in that match. They're there to make Aussie Open to help Aussie Open get to where Aussie Open need to get to, and and. In pro wrestling, if it's a team sport, certain guys, that is their job is to get guys to where they need to get to. You can be the the Bushi or the Kenamaru or like there's every faction needs guys that that's their job is to be solid and sound. They're not going to win a lot, but when they do, it means something. And you can always give them a Yoshihashi run at some point. And when they get that little run and they finally get the ball and they get the, even a monicum, a, a, the tiniest of victories, Corican will cry you know that's the potential that those type of guys have and you never know when they'll break out you, you just never know they'll be if they're there you know the best of the best ability is availability and Hanare is always present and ready to go and I think I again I I think you know the man the man's got some interesting views on all sorts of things but at the end of the day he's um He's he's shown himself that he's he's he fits that group and that group loves him. So I think mm. ultimately that's a cool dynamic, you know. He's found his spot and I think his spot's fine. Well, I'm still confused about their like their tag team move where it's like uh Akan grabs him in like the claw and then Hanare grabs him in like a figure four, like you know, to hold him up and then yeah. slam. Yeah. And I watched that move and I'm like, that it doesn't it doesn't grab me. You know, they figured like, it out halfway through the tour, so I don't think exactly. it's exactly. So it's like, 
it's kind of like, you know, we need a tag team move. Like, what can you do? Like, well, I can grab this guy here. Why don't you grab this guy here? And and then we're doing it. So What's, what is lovely is they do the Kitamura tribute spot in every yeah. match, which is really nice. Both of those boys from his class. So um that's cool. So yeah, they're they're United Empire are I mean I mean it might be a that might be a hot take or whatever, but United Empire to me are the faction of New Japan right now and they have they're the anti-bullet club faction too and we'll get to it we'll get to it when we start talking about it but everything they do is very impressive yeah so makes sense to bring up in the least impressive part right yeah even though i'm losing it's like i can't fault my it's team but i a good week it was a good week for you red it was actually a really good week for you even though you are losing you had a good week i'm still winning <laughs> i'm not losing i'm still winning uh, well, what is, what is what you can learn from your your most impressive team? There are no losses, Red. There are only lessons. Alex and Kid have told us this. There are no losses. There are only lessons. No, Josh, I have definitely learned from this draft, and I will be definitely being much more vicious next time. Okay, would you like to go, Dave, with your knees to lift? Are we? Oh yeah, yeah. evil and huge. Yeah, it's going to be evil and huge every week. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And we don't need to. We don't need to discuss them. But don't you? I, I understand that. <laughs> I get that. But for me, in the evil, here's the thing. I'll, I'll bring it out now because I think it's an interesting part to to talk about. Um, I think I figured out. You know what we've been saying for a while about um, what's you know how are we gonna get all these what you know a lot of people are missing spots on on um, Wrestle Kingdom. How are we gonna do that? They are 100 percent doing a six man gauntlet. It's because. If you think about all of these losses that they're taking in tag league are all prospective future challenges for that title. So they all going to have the rights to challenge for it after LA dojo got their first win ever and said, yeah, fuck it. We're going for the belts. It was like pretty clear that I think that that's where this is eventually going to head. Um, and I do think that it's going to lead to LA dojo versus house of torture. I think that's where we're headed. And I think in that match that red had mentioned prior, how, the the evil part of being like i the the confusion regarding the interference and stuff and where that's leading at least there's something happening it's clear that they have a story in mind whether it's whether it's worth telling is another discussion entirely but it's at least clear that we are seeing that house of torture are not just repeating spots they are they're starting to get to a point where things aren't working and they're trying to make adjustments yeah, yeah, you can tell that they're trying to try different stuff. That's a story. That's a story that they're trying to tell. Yeah, yeah, I know, I get that. But Look, least impressive, least they, impressive team team that needs to lift. I mean, I mean, fucking yeah. like Udro, honestly. As I said, <laughs> as I said in the Discord, Udro is the perfect example of whenever whenever a young line is feeling down and it's tough in the dojo just work and just fight it out, get through because you will have a job for life if you want one yeah. because Udro is a shining example of uh, zero effort Udro. Um, yeah. He's got one speed, none, none. Yeah. And I, as I said, I sent you the, uh, the, the Mick gif of, you know, women weak and legs. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, Udro has got other priorities. Wrestling is very low on them. Um, but again. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm, I just fucking hurry up is basically where I'm at with it. Yeah. Like you got a story that you want to tell, then fucking start telling it. Let's get going. Let's fucking pick up the pace because um, yeah. I'm fucking done with this shit. And uh, I don't like shitting on stuff, but 
it's is borderline unwatchable for me. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, sorry, the Alex, the Alex Kidd and Coglin match, I really liked that. Um that was the most interesting that hot has been for me, maybe ever. But still, it's like fucking let's let's pump the gas, let's get going. Come on, hurry up. I think they I think Wrestle Kingdom will be I think the gauntlet will be thrown down and I think they were going to get embarrassed. That's my thinking. They've been embarrassed throughout the I mean they lost to they lost to babies basically. Yeah. Oh look, dump dump Dick Togo, dump Udro and the, Pair up someone more interesting with Show and Evil, and and you know whether it's Kent or whoever, but let's let's fucking hurry this shit up because yep. it's atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't be positive about it because I know because it's a fucking it's frustrating, right? Because I know New Japan likes to do shit at a fucking snail pace. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, this needs to speed up. You need to speed this one up. This one, if any of them, well, there's a bunch. Speed a bunch of shit up. <laughs> this fucking needs to happen soon. It's been it's 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 long enough. It's long enough. Yeah. And as I said, the rumored story of LA Dojo versus House of Torture being a being a thing and sort of that movement has been talked about for months since the G one. Yeah. And and it's and after that match where that was the best version of that, and there was more story in House of Torture than we have seen in a long time in terms of apprehension around cheating and what they're gonna do. In relation to LA, it feels like there's something there. That feels like the the, the propellant is going to light a fire on like That moment was a tester. Like, how's the audience going to react if we don't cheat here? It was like, let's just put, throw that in and see what the reaction is. And the reaction was positive. And yep. then when they all came in the ring a couple of minutes later and cheated anyway, then it was like, nah, fuck, we're fucking done with this. Get yep. Nah, we don't want this. Yep. Um, and then like, how's torture? Great name. Don't torture the fans for fucking watching. Yeah. <laughs> like, make them a house of torture. Make them brutal. Yeah. Like you want to be a house of torture? Be a real house of torture. Don't don't torture the fans for following along because that's yep. what it fucking feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Soon there'll be no houses if you keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all the, all torture. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. Off the back of that, and speaking in a similar way, I, I said I've had a my team has been pretty, pretty good. I've been really um happy with following all of them i haven't i've been very fortunate it's been a really enjoyable viewing experience with my boys um but i have um i have found a thing that i was talking about last night and it became pretty obvious and i I sort of wrote a line i was like i like that line i'm going to say it my timothy to lift is bishamon and i was like gee these guys are good in the ring they work so hard but they are allergic to a compelling story yeah <laughs> watching that match uh watching them against suzuki and archer i in, i was i enjoyed the shit out of it i was thoroughly Thank enjoying you. myself and i was like oh look at goto go like look at him go and it's like one of the all-time great you know just that guy it's just a glue guy just he's just the best but it's like he's not there's there's been like two compelling stories in his career and they've both been like tangentially related to other people. So like, that's like, it's always Shibata. Thank help needs Shibata's help to get him into those spaces. Right. But yeah. Or, but I feel like he's that, that team. I like that team. I like what they are. I like that they exist. Me too. I think that they're the perfect, like they've, they're a team that were put together and now have become a team. You know, like they were Goto and Yoshashi. Now they've become Bishamon. They got the theme. They got the matching turtles in time gear. 
it's all like whatever you think of it it's they got matching sticks like it's it's good like that's a that's a cool thing to have but it's like are they just going to be that team that's just there all the time that's there like and you know they're going to be good and it's like okay but for people that follow along and like um like it's just I, I just don't know why I should invest in them. Yeah, because they're great, but they're fucking dull. Yeah, there's just and and they're adding on all these, but they've got a kind of a cool little aesthetic going. It's very different and it's unique, but it's just like, well, what, what, what is it? What, where are you going? Like what? And like I, as you said, like Yoshihashi's gimmick is he's just going to get the worst gear. He always looks like a backyarder from the mid two thousands. Like he just, exactly. and his whole thing is to yeah, he likes to be shat on because it builds the simpy. But it's like that team works. The dynamic works. It's like it's like the bully, like the the, the protect the kid that gets bullied and the guy that's going to stand up for him. And they just they they work. But every time I watch them, I just think, why do I care? <laughs> that's the fear. I see overarching fear feeling yeah. I have every time I watch them. And even I get swept up in the match, and the match captures me. It's like, oh, oh yeah, they're great in ring. And I'm like, this is great. And I'm like, so high behind Yoshihashi when he's getting those hope spots. I'm like, come on, son. And at the end of it, it's like, well, that's it. They're like, they're like bubble gum. They're like, it's or fairy floss. They're like, they're great in the moment, but there is no substance beyond it. It's just like once yeah. it's gone, it's gone. And they're not in the way that a high spot wrestler does it. They're the exact opposite. Like they're they're the guys that get you through compelling epics, but then it just it leaves. They're like Avatar. Like everyone went and saw them. It was like this big blockbuster in the moment, but it has no cultural impact at all. It just it's like it just disappeared. This is Bishamon, right? They are this they are this team that sweep you away and then deliver you back where you started from and you have no care to go and check it out again it is a it's a magic trick i don't know how they do it and i i don't know what they need in fact what they almost always need is tomohiro ishii to come in and form a trio and then it's instantly like oh now they're interesting and that seems to be the story and I, i i will bet I will bet money that they will somehow find their way back to House of Torture in a trios match somewhere because that is just <laughs> what they do. It's like, oh, Yo needs help. Here comes Bishamon. And it's like, oh, fuck, Yo's just showing a personality and here they come to like get away from him. Get away from him. <laughs> Drag it out of he's him. Doing, yeah. He's doing great. Yeah. He's doing great. He need, He's compelling now. Please avoid. It's just they're, they're a black hole. They're a void. I don't know what it is. I can't understand it. This was like a tag team a couple of years ago. This would have been a great tag team because, like, you know, Goto with his anal beads and Yoshihashi coming out with what he was doing, like the loose explosion. Yeah, the, this tag I'll team right that. there is like they're not fascinating whatsoever. Like they're not really interesting or novel. Like, you know, I call it the piss break match every single time they come out. But at the same time, but it isn't I, though, Red. That's the part. That's I know. The part that's the problem. I, I know. That's oh, the, not. Yeah, because in ring they're great, but there is no, there is no, there is no arc. There is no yeah. character development. There is no story development. It is like they are. They are whatever they are. They are the completed version. They are the first act champions. Yeah, and now you just get that and nothing else. Yeah, you just get that. Just put them in the ring, and this is what you get, and then it's over. Yeah, but it's the opposite of like the traditional like team that you put in that, as you said, like that will just do high spots and they'll just be exciting. And that's the team that don't tell stories. This team tells stories in the ring, yeah. But they but they don't tell them outside of the like they're just they're just confined to the ring. Like it's just like in the ring, we're, we're going to do something and make it interesting. But once we leave it, we just we just we just clock out for the day and we leave our work. They're they're the nine to five team. 
They just fucking, they do not take the work home. They're the same as singles during the G1, really, aren't they? Um, like, yes. no one wants to pick them because, yeah, they'll be great to watch in the match, but as far as it follows, there's, there's just nothing ever goes on with them. Mm, no they're, real... they're an anomaly. In no progress, they're an anomaly. Yeah. Like, like uh, Yoshi getting a belt, that was his big story, and that story's been told now. Yeah. He got a belt, that story's been told, and uh, now it's 10 years of this. <laughs> <laughs> they, they blew the arc during, in the most Yoshihashi way, they did it during the pandemic. Yeah, like, yeah. Literally, no one was watching. You finally get your spot. You're finally getting elevated. What a moment now. <laughs> and no one saw it. <laughs> no one saw it. The peak Yoshihashi moment. Yeah, I do. No, no, fuck me. And I really like them as a tag team, but I don't care about them really. Yeah. Yeah, but that's care. what's great about it. And it, that's the part I love about them is that they come out and the crowd doesn't care and they always get them. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's just something <laughs> yeah. that you just can't. It's like they may be the greatest pro wrestlers on the planet in the sense that they're able to win <laughs> over the crowd every night. Like they just somehow it's like they, at the end of it, they use like the men in black, like mind melt, like people forget about them and they turn up against yeah. like, oh, that's right. Here they come. Here's Bishamon. We kind of like Bishamon. They're, everyone's apathetic towards them. And then somehow, through the course of the match, you just find yourself being caught up in it. Oh. And we and you're destined to repeat this cycle. It is literally, it is Esher's loop of fucking, we're just, we're just going to keep doing this over and over again until the end of time. Somehow Goto has like, is able to make himself my favorite in-ring opponent for some of my favorite guys, <laughs> like Kenta Suzuki. I love him in with other guys. I just could, I just don't care about Goto, but he's, He's always like up for getting his fucking head punted or he's yeah. a, it's a, one of the great anomalies, one of the truly great anomalies. I, I don't I don't want to shit on people, but like I, I just don't have any care for Yoshihashi. And it's just like, you know, Goto, it's like the same thing. It's like well, you don't have a heart, Red. Is that what is this what we're learning here? <laughs> yeah, I, I just I I don't care, but Goto was like, you know, like great G1 and all that kind of stuff. Like, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Sizzle. Like this this tag team you have right there is like they just have nothing, absolutely nothing whatsoever. Matches are great. Matches are fun. But, like, what is the end result here? Are they going to be... And you said it before, like, the big brother and little brother tag like thing. Do that. It's like Yoshihashi gets the shit kicked out of him. Goto comes in, beats like, everyone up. Like, just do something but like that. The thing now that, like, Yoshihashi doesn't really get the shit kicked out of him. Like, he goes hard. Yes. He's going he's, he's a ever gone. Like, yes. he's, he's a, a goer. goer. Yeah. And he's not scared anymore. No, he's not. So, yeah. So that's cool. But it's also like... But that's but, but for what purpose? That's the interesting part. But the thing is, they've been tag champs. Like, they're tag, yeah. they've been tag champs. They And they probably will be tag champs again because, yeah. I, like, you can put them in with Aussie. Like, Aussie Open and them is going to be great. Like, the thing oh, is, it's going to be great. fucking banger. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like, for a belt, like, they could be put in any situation... And it's going to be a good match. They can win over anybody. And that's the thing of like, that is super valuable. It's so valuable. But yeah. for people that are like interested and captivated in story and character arc, these guys are fixed in time. They're like, yeah, dude. like they're not going to move a lot of merch, are they? Because <laughs> no one's like going out to find Bishamon. They're like, merch. break glass in case of emergency. Here come Bishamon. And you just yeah. bring them out. You know what they need to do? They need to have a guy who sells their t-shirts during their matches and they would sell <laughs> fucking shitloads more. <laughs> yeah. They put up they start putting QR codes up halfway through the match. Just, just yeah. 
buy at home. The um, yeah, I think they they need they the gimmick is they need a manager who has a t-shirt cannon. If we can do that, we can buy that. <laughs> then we can get Bisham on over because I think if people will leave most nights, and that match will be some their matches will be the matches people were talking about. It's it's stunning. I don't know how they do it, but the and then people wake up the next morning. It was all a dream. Yeah, I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Um, okay. On to the match, favorite match and or story. Favorite match and or story from this past week of uh, the tag league action. I think it's not going to be a spoiler. I think you can go first, Red. I think we know where you're headed. Uh, what was your favorite uh, match thus far? This, well, this past I mean, week? like, you know, I can tell everyone like right now that like, you know, one of the best matches that I've seen so far was Kushida and Knight, Kush Knight, yep. Yep. Uh, and Ace of Base. That match was absolutely fucking phenomenal. But it was, however, it was uh, Aussie Open Hanare uh, and Okan based on the fact that the it was it was a spectacle. It was the fact that you knew a faction was taking each other on, and it was the way the match started, and they all came out together. Like that was so cool. That was so cool to see in New Japan. Like a faction came out together and they're walking down beside each other. Have you ever seen that before? I've never seen that sort of mean that. I've never seen that before. Exactly. So straight away from the get-go, I was just like, oh shit, this is it. And Gideon Grace is like, welcome to We Work Stiff. This is Red Segment. Um, but yeah, no, I was just blown away by it all because that was so cool to see and then when the match started and everything like they they did not hold back they did not hold back one bit like no yeah that's why i'm saying like this is my favorite match of the entire tournament because from start to finish there was a story that was being told and it was really really cool to see because you don't see in new japan too often faction versus faction and i thought they did that perhaps perfectly in my opinion I'm with you, Red. I think we learnt more about United Empire in that match than any single event we've seen thus far yeah. in terms of understanding what that faction is, who that faction is, and how they operate. Because it's been a well in the G1, the four boys um, were in the G1, but they were in different blocks, so they never actually interacted. So this is the first time that we saw a United Empire inter factional match so we've been waiting for a long time to see it so how would they take you know how would they do it and they went as i said they they came out together they all walked down together yeah they got to their corners it was treated like uh it was basically treated like what i would assume you would look at in the dojo basically that there's these teams have got in their training partners and we're going to start we're going to spar heavy here now and they showed that the best way to respect their opponent was to beat the ever-loving shit out of them and to not to position it to say that I have to give you my absolute best. Mm. The idea of that match being that both teams were, I think it was pretty clear that Aussie Open had this advantage in terms of where they were positioned in terms of their confidence coming in and where they are and their, their, their experience as a team, but they're, they're new to Japan versus the established, you know, new Japan guys. But, fresh as a team but both guys i just felt like the i left it going this is the most anti-bullet club foreign faction like they're the opposite of bullet club because we know how bullet club do interfactional stuff it's yeah. i've paid you money you will sit down yeah. and i will 
hop on top and then oh you're actually cheating me and it's, it's there's no trust there's zero trust this match was about both teams trusting one another to give them their best shot and yeah. the spirit of competition which Gideon Gray made fucking mention of he went to his fucking speech at the end of it to try to get over this idea that it doesn't matter how tough it is you've got to fight through and you've got to show your fighting spirit like that is a very baby face understanding of, of pro wrestling you know so it was really revealing i think that match Look, as the moves guy um i saw a move that i've never seen before that i absolutely fucking fell in love with instantly uh and it wasn't mark davis doing a cartwheel mark davis practice that stuff mate you will get better eventually that was hilarious um but it was the tiger driver uh tiger driver into the sit down powerbomb that move i've, I've actually never seen it before and that blew me away completely. <laughs> Have you been watching Aussie Open matches, Rich? <laughs> You've been sneezing at the moment they do that. Yeah, that's one of their that, high that's spots. That's what I mean, though. It's like I have not actually like seen that move. So I was completely blown away by that move. That really like made me like, fuck, that was a cool move. Yeah, but cool. yeah, the, the entire match right there was, that's why I'm saying, and I said in the Discord, uh, that was the match the entire tournament for me personally. Yeah, I got... Um special attraction vibes from that match yeah i know it didn't main event because uh you know tana's got to do the go home thing and all happy lovely stuff for the crowd there which is fine you know they hadn't been in that building for however long and 25 years well that town or whatever it was so yeah you gotta give tana the fans the the fans with their (laughs) piece of tana and tana gave them plenty but that match was I don't think we're going to, well, you know, we may never see that match again, right? No. Because Hanare isn't usually Okan's partner. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, he did a lot of selling, particularly towards the end. But I think that they all kind of, like, they all work together to get Hanare over in that. Because if you look at the the four of them, like, he's he's the lesser of the four as far as the way he's positioned. Commodity, yeah. Yeah, um, and he was at the level with all the other guys on that show, in my opinion. And it may like like because they aren't a regular tag team, you may never see that match up again. It's going to be rare that United Empire face each other, and it just to me the whole time I was just thinking, yeah, this is like this is how you do a special attraction one-off match that you may never see again, and. Man, I was fucking blown away. Like Aussie Open are just like, and we keep going on about it. They are ridiculously good. Yeah, I sort of said maybe last week. Oh, you know, maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe they'll be considered the best team. I think they're the best team in the world right now. Right now, yeah, yeah. And I love FTR, and I love the fucking um, Briscoes. Uh, them boys, the Briscoes. I love those guys, and I love those matches that those guys had. Um, but fuck, yeah. it's getting to the point now, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> and and O'Connor and Hanare, like man, if Jeff Cobb signed a deal tomorrow with the WWE, man, they're a great tag team. Hmm. They are fucking great together. I really hmm. like the dynamic between those two together. Because well, you know why? Because it gives O'Connor. I can't get to take the lead in a lot of respects. So it leads more into that yeah. aspect. He of gets character. the lead and, and Hanare fucking can sell his ass off. 
he's a really good seller and he's you know when he does that like he's you know his strikes are great his strikes are great he's great he's really great he's just not positioned to be great yeah but yeah oh, man i was fucking blown away by that match that that is my favorite match as well of this tournament so far um and like pff, I, I struggle to see anyone touching it really um i think I think the final, if it's Naito Sonata versus Aussie Open, I think they'll give it a they'll give it a red hot crack. Yeah, but depending on whatever you like in pro wrestling, right? Whatever you like. So if you're looking at it from a character progression, uh, faction story component, there's so much in that that's just mm. happening. That it's happening before the match, after the match, during the match. If you're just looking from if strikes, you know. Yeah, and that's what I mean. That's pro wrestling for me. It's not just the match. It's, it's like everything. all the other things, all the other elements put into that match. That's what makes the match itself so much better, right? And the fact the crowd was able to cheer and like the, it just it just yeah. had that. It felt like this was something that the United Empire had been in the bus in the they've been they've been working on this for a while in terms of what they wanted to get out of it and what they wanted it to be. And I said special attraction to me. It was in that same vote of vein of like. It was the yeah once in a lifetime kind of idea. We may never get this chance again, boys. So we we trust each other implicitly. Let's like some of the stuff that they would decided to do in terms of physically putting themselves at great risk. Like as I said, that yeah. that those the pile driver spot that Hanari decided to take was oh, yeah. yeah just ridiculous in terms uh, of like I'm gonna RVD bump a pile uh, driver underhook um, pile driver just not a normal yeah. pile driver underhook he bounced and i think that but you could tell what i loved about it where i thought these boys are great they're clearly good mates and they're really connected up was how hanare was selling like honestly and i said that's the great lesson he took as a guy that was constantly getting beaten as a young lion and constantly getting beaten as just constantly getting beaten was he learned how to sell and that is that puts him in the like i said he may be dave and this is not a slight he's he he may be the next goto you know, like mm. he may be that guy that's going to be the guy that you put in with your guys and he's you're always like, oh, he has a great match with these guys. You don't really invest in him, but you know that he's going to be tough and good and strong. And you can have a, like, if you have a Godo's career, I think you can be comfortable for the rest of your life and you'll be always a valuable commodity. But what I thought, I what I loved about it was he's there selling and Davis is seeing himself. And so Davis starts to try to match it. This, so I just want to make sure that I don't, we don't want to come off too strong here. So he starts doing the stanky leg. I was like, this is great. Like, this is just, there's a lovely component. There's a little added touch um, from Dunkzilla. But yeah, I, I come away from that again, just same as you. I came away for that match going, Aussie Open are, are unreal. Their dynamic is perfect. It's like, there's a 10 year age gap between these boys, but you, they, they, it's, it's got that, that great, I said, older brother, younger brother dynamic. That's the most perfect example of it. The big bruiser, looking after his freakishly athletic, freakishly talented young, uh, you know, phenom, because there's no, like Kyle Fletcher, there is no doubt in my mind. New Japan, like, have they... Struck fucking gold. Yeah. It's Osprey yeah. too. So it's just, okay, let's... Um, and you want to talk about guys that got great stuff, like that knee from Hanare is great. The fucking running high kick into the corner from Fletcher that he, do, that mm. he does, where he, like, jumps from... I don't know, flying out and he grabs the rope and swings in and it's he's just a freak, an absolute freak. I'll, I'll say there's Davis too. You try and find someone who does a better big boot. Davis has one of the best big boots in the entire thing right now. Yeah, and he can time it for super kick. 
Like that's the thing. Those those guys. That's that to me is perfect tag team wrestling because we've all seen the Young Bucks do their their super kick party. They're doing matching moves. This is the perfect element of this team. Is the big man does the big boot, the 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 sort of athletic fly does super kick, and they time them to hit you at the exact same yeah. time. They are they are. I'm with you, Dave. I, the more I watch this tag league, the more I'm like, my god, this team is special. They are special. Like it's. It's kind of unfair how good they are given the setbacks they've had. Like they should have been. The sad part is they should have been in Japan three years ago. But Davis Tori's ACL. I uh, I was fl- flicking through Twitter today and I saw that PWA done their tag team ratings, and uh, the Usos are number one. And I just I saw and I just fucking laughed. I'm like clearly. Yeah, they're not watching fucking tag league. Well, if but it's not about that's just that's that kayfabe thing. I know, I know. It's like a fucking really ridiculous fucking. It's a ridiculous thing. Even but then again, FTR. How's FTR? FTR's got three world yeah, titles somehow. Yeah, yeah. How are they not number one? Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. But it is it is a thing where if you're watching, that, yeah, the, the the levels that is going on at the moment, it's like really, I'm glad that we decided, hey, let's do the draft tag league. Like let's invest in yeah. tag league because yeah. shit, it's been. Some some things have been real good. There's been some are. revelations. I mean, I, I'll be even more honest. I'm really glad that I picked Aussie Open over Robbie Eagles. <laughs> That's good. That's a good pick for you. So the benefit for me, Red, is I watch it all. So I get to experience Aussie Open while still being able to endorse and support my friend and friend of the show, uh, perhaps not friend of you anymore, but nonetheless, Robbie Eagles. So- <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you what, I still wear Robbie's T-shirt and I tell mm-hmm. everyone Treacherous. about Treacherous. Absolute how, treachery. this T-shirt. <laughs> It's at RobbieEagles.com and you can find me. <laughs> no, WrestleMerch.com.au. WrestleMerch.com.au. Get your Robbie Eagles merch. Yeah. Uh, it's the yes. comfiest t-shirt you'll ever wear with the greatest designs. <laughs> when you two perform treachery, you can be wearing a comfortable shirt. Uh, no, if you're going to pick a team, you can't not pick Aussie Open. They're the, pro- they're yeah. the prohibitive number one team. They are the yeah, best team and they are winning tag league. <laughs> It's just yeah. like, I mean, we all know it's happening. So, um, what's good. great about it? It's good. It's well. Yeah. It's going to be well deserved. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I agree with you, Red. Uh, my favorite match for <laughs> for the uh, tag lead has been that match, but I, nonetheless, neither of them are from my team, so I cannot pick that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, however, I will be picking a story that I got a little bit smelly the other night. Oh, smellness. Uh, so not a match, but a potential story. And the story is of Suzuki and Lance Archer. Oh, mm. what is happening between these two? I am fascinated. I, uh, is this where Suzuki becomes the transition into dad? He takes a step sideways down half a step sideways and I down think he might be beyond dad at this point he might be going to granddad un- yeah or uncle yeah grand uncle that lives three cities away i'm curious what what happens there and uh lance archer is not a happy man he's not a happy camper no no and uh, that was evidenced the other night after losing that match uh he Kinda through a little bit of like some shady looks Suzuki's way, mm. which I'm interested in. And if uh, you know, if I have my way, lots of people will be turning on each other during tag <laughs> week. <laughs> but this 
at the moment seems most likely. Dave, for 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 a man that doesn't watch AEW, you're starting to book like Tony Khan here. There's more turns <laughs> happening left and right. Everyone just start turning, right? <laughs> no, no um, look. In all seriousness, that just comes from like sheer interest in and hope that Lance Archer sticks around. And I mean, maybe Lance sends Suzuki on his way. Maybe mm. there's a, a feud between the two of them could be an interesting thing. It feels like Dave. Here's the thing. Suzuki, Lance has got a connection to Suzuki. I don't know whether Lance is as connected into Tai Chi, you know, like. Yeah, I don't think he's sticking around for Tai Chi Gun. I, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. Tai Chi Gun, or if if I, I think New Japan's probably going to push Saber Gun. Let's just be real; they're probably going to push him. But yeah. it'll be I, I want Tech. It's going to be dangerous Tekkers Gun. That's what I want. That's what it's going to be called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want the two of them to be leading, and maybe that's to be fair. That might be the actual version of it. The two of them actually lead it. Tekkers Gun could be a perfect version of that, where it's not one leader; it's the team. I think it's. I think that could be an interesting take on it, right? Because you look at Tai Chi and what he does for, uh, you know, the Tai the Chi Despi, Taka Tai Chi Despi Mania, and then like getting Dookie in and over and loving and you know, the love that he shares. He's a sharer. He's a sharer. And the sort of the stories that he tells with certain guys are very much about kind of like these these strange sort of male bonding connective weird things that I really love and I want them to continue. And yeah. uh, And I think what Zach is doing and I, you know, I kind of want Zach to bring in the young boys and have his like moments that he's having with them. I want that stuff with Vegeta to continue because that's hilarious and Zach's great. Lance just doesn't fit that group without Suzuki there. No, he doesn't. And I don't know what they, I don't know what the plan is. I've got no idea, but that there, there is smellness of foot. It's very smelly. Yeah. And is not happy. So, so, I mean, and they're getting pissed off. Yeah. Really, really pissed off. Starting to throw shit around. Suzuki's chucking shit. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering if it, halfway through a match, they're just going to look at each other and start fucking chopping each other. And they're going to get pissed <laughs> off at each other because they're not winning. Yeah. Because they're eliminated now. So. Yeah. Yeah. And Suzuki's taken or like Suzuki keeps taking these falls and it's so strange to see him look at the lights consistently. Yeah. Like it is, it's just, it's like, this is a, and we, we know this is, this time was coming. It, it has to have, and he's still great. I'm not, but it's, let's be honest. He's not, he's not what he once was in terms of his, he's still got really crisp strikes. He still kicks the shit out of you, but he's not at the level. I don't think that he was, you know, three years ago, right? That's just yeah. the nature of age. And also I think, you know, he keeps himself in great nick and he's 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 I think he's an awesome special attraction. I think Suzuki I is going full free agent. That's where I think he's going. Or he's just because he's a free agent. Like he's he just has exclusive sort of he takes big New Japan dates, but he's working everywhere. I think yeah, he'll yeah. I think he'll lean into that. And I think what they will do is they will just say, okay, it's time for Suzuki Gun to to be no more. And I think that's that's the movement that that we're going to see is that it's that 2023 is going to be the year of the faction shakeup. I just, I feel it that's we're headed that way. And as you said, Lance Archer doesn't kind of has to be right. Yeah, it does. It feels like it's a lot of factions have reached a, 
a sort of a point where they need to move or they have actually done that without having the official movement. Like mm. Tai Chi's the, I mean, Suzuki Gun is Tai Chi's group. Everyone knows this. Like everyone who's watching the pro, like, like Doki, like, Suzuki's not bringing Doki in. Like mm. those factions, those things, like they're, they're all being done away from Suzuki and Suzuki so rarely is teaming with those guys in the, like what we used to hear the stories of Despi and Suzuki and that's not not seeing that as much. And so seeing this team is, it's like, okay, finally Suzuki Gun is having a heavyweight tag team thing with, with like, it wasn't Tai Chi that that did it. It was, they brought in the outsider in, in Lance Archer. And to me, it just feels like, yeah, he doesn't fit that group. And he's, he, Lance Archer is another guy could be a great free agent, AEW representative, have no faction and just be a, you know, a wild man, they bring in like a Bruiser Brody type, just come in mm. from the outside and just go nuts. Like that, that will fit him. That's perfect. Doesn't need to be faction connected. Like he can just team up with a young boy who beats the shit out of like, like that's do something like that, you know? And I think Suzuki, I'm with you, man. I think this might be as sad as it is for people that obviously are big fans of him. I think you're not going to see, I mean, put it this way, three years ago, they're not jobbing Suzuki out consistently in a tag league. Because yeah. they might want to push him to the IC belt or something, you know. Like that's just they're not going to be doing it. They're trying, they're, and they're actively trying to get younger. Younger. It's a consistent. It's yeah. a push, man. So it's it has to happen. It just has to happen. It's the same with Tomohiro Ishii. Like yeah. it's it's going to happen. And I know people are going to be like, oh, we're going to lose out on Ishii matches. Yes, you are. But you're going to get these young boys coming in that have got the. This is what. This is how the business continues. This is how we stay. Yeah, and I mean, those guys can still go to places in America and be cult figures over there and do, you know, do their thing. And share the brand, Uh, you know, that helps New Japan's brand. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, because like Suzuki, when he did that US tour, was it earlier this year? Yeah. He was on fucking GCW GCW. and he was wrestling fucking Joey Janela and doing all Mm. sorts of crazy shit. And the crowd fucking loved it and that's and great it was the same and it was a pattern match he basically did the same yeah, thing basically everywhere. just chopped the fuck out of everyone yeah. that was his thing and then he went home yeah i uh yeah i love suzuki i'll always love suzuki i just um i think the most interesting thing about them is what's happening there especially because lance archer's losing a lot so if you're an aw thinking like the like oh his his record's not looking great you know, and after his G1, which he had a great G1, he's, yeah, he's, he's not a happy man. So I don't know. That's an interesting element. And that's what I'm following. I like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a fair one to look at because I, I, I've, I've flagged it as well as something that I've just been noticing of like, hmm, this is, it's an interesting dynamic because as you said, a great G1 when he's on his own, when he's with Suzuki, not so good. So it's clearly not his fault. Um, it's an interesting idea. It almost parallels Robbie's story. Mm. you know that idea of the older guy that's just letting the team down you know so yeah so do we do we shave suj's hair like suzuki's and <laughs> no we push vegeta immediately that's what we do uh, yeah that's what we, do. we just go straight in or we put yuya in there again <laughs> just, <laughs> just, yuya wrestles at both tiger Mask and suzuki he can do it yeah. both he just takes the mask off after the second match, comes in later for the main event. He's fine. Um, yeah, yeah double, double, double duty Yumura. Double duty Yumura. Double duty Yumura. Double duty Yumura.
uh, as Red said, so I'll go to mine. As Red said, I have to give an honourable mention to for my most impressive sort of match thing. Um, I'm also looking at a story because that's what I like to do. But in a complete 180 of that, I have to give an honourable mention to the... <laughs> this is going to be great, Dave, because you're going to learn a lot because this entire thing I'm going to talk about, both the honourable mention and the story are from the show that you did not see, which was oh, packed awesome. full of great stuff. <laughs> so this will be a tremendous discussion. I can't wait for it. Um, just, you know, I'm going to fill you in to the extent, Dave. So prepare for it. We'll be... every Listeners at home, it's about two hours and 44 minutes we'll go for this one, but it'll be fine. I'll go point by point. It'll be It'll be great. But no, the honourable mention is to Nighttime versus uh, Bullet Club team, uh, Ace of Base, because I said, uh, this is, again, it's not a story match. It was just, it was great to see uh, New Japan bring back a PWG-style tag match in a, in a junior tournament. It's always nice when they just, it, was, it, it got me nostalgic for the old days of like your random Taguchi Ricochet Young Bucks match, where it's just like, we're just going to start throwing shit in here. You know, we're going to start doing cutters off of outside dives into fucking... Oh, and what a cutter that was too. That was ridiculous. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, As I said, Kevin Knight can take and do... He he can do things others can't and he'll try things others shouldn't. Like he's just a very impressive athlete. Um, and again, Chris Bay and Ace Austin have been... Uh, I mean, this is, again, what I love about New Japan's, um, you know, four you know, their foresight and their planning, you know, they, they knew ELP was going up and they've replaced him with Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Like they've like, okay, two yeah. for one. Um, and they've sort of taken a lot of the ELP mannerisms and they've, they've added to them doing the back rate, the two sweet back rake, you know, they've, they've taken elements of that and they've integrated into their, into their um, matches. And what's great. We saw it in that match against uh, Kushida and Knight was, the crowd was engaging in the appropriate way in terms of the heat. So the, the, they're, they're actually the cheating that they, those guys do is not cheating. It's just vicious or like a little bit antagonistic. And it's so clear when you see bullet club wrestling in that context versus the house of torture thing, that bullet club has moved way away from ref bumps and low blows or anything like that. They're so far away from that. Now they're just cocky. They're just super, super arrogant. Um, and I, I think that's a, that's a good sign for that. I mean, my notes for that entire match was one drop kick heaven, yeah, yep, and the electric chair spot. That was just hilarious. Yeah, everyone out of the pool, the pool spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. That was so much fun. But the 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 cutter moment you mentioned before too, I haven't actually seen that before, and that was so cool to actually see. It's a PWG spot, hundred percent. There, there was like three PWG spots, spots that are just full on spots. So. Uh, Congrats to all the teams for bringing that and tickling my nostalgia bone. <clears throat> uh, I always like a bit of a, a, a bone tickle when I'm watching the juniors. Um, it, it kind of reminded me like why I'm into wrestling. Uh, it was a great moves match, but it's not my, um, it's not the thing that I am going to be talking about. Instead, I am focusing on a story that showed itself in just the perfect combination. And I'm so happy. It was on that night as well. It was in the match of Leo versus Nutsauce uh, 1. Dave, you have to see this match. You have to see it. Um, you, it is, I don't know what it's leading to, but we are finally getting to see, not only is Yo showing a personality, he's showing every side of his personality now, and he decided to be an absolute prick. And I am so here for Yo as the this like, him and Linderman dead set got into a fist fight after the match 
which I'm here for. They're pulling hair. I'm like, what's <laughs> happening here at this point? The dynamic of those two, the dynamic of what we're seeing, and we talked about it before about the of Yo finding a personality, of growing his personality with Leo Rush. It is taking shape after that very, again, what I, I would argue, Dave, was uh, I would say better than, in my opinion, better than the House of Torture heavyweight match was the junior match with show hitting show beating leo mm. the way they did that the story of that match yeah, that basically hit you in the head of a wrench knock you out before the match knock leo out the boys sold it like death mm. and the level of sympathy the, the the level of disappointment that the crowd had in that in terms of they were so distraught about yo built this up in his own mind as this most important thing where he was finally going to show show that he had moved on and he had found his new guy and to get embarrassed the way they did and to get humiliated and to get beaten down. And he responds. What's great about Yo is he responds with vicious and, and almost confidence. Like he comes out, like it's almost like, I don't know what Leo is doing in the back, but he has somehow found a way. He is, he is the coach for fucking like, he is his motivator. It is, it's impressive because that match with, uh, as I said, the match with Zane and Linderman is just a, I mean, it's a great match in terms of the dynamic and high spots and great wrestling or whatever. But it's like, it was an antagonizing element. Like Linderman is poking the bear with Yo and Yo is poking back. And they're having this this ongoing feud throughout the match where it's like, I, I legitimately halfway through and I'm thinking, I'm like, did, did someone stiff someone here? And we're having a bit of a breakdown because it it got to that point of like, at the, end of the, at the end of the match, when Leo has won this match, Lindemann gets up, comes over, grabs Yo by the hair, just picks him up. He's like, Yo's selling, picks him up just so he can have a word to him. At which point, Leo comes in to step in and to sort of like, like he's trying to break it up and like, and Yo is like talking all manner of shit. And then he's saying, which I love, this is, this is showing the development of him. He's saying, which is a, which is such a great, like, it's almost like a teenage fight thing. He's like, you think you, you think you're scared of fucking me? You wait till Leo gets a chance. Like he's like starts talking up Leo about he, Leo's going to kick the shit out of you, and, I, and Leo's like, yeah, I'll kick the shit out of you. It was like it was so it was so wholesome in the way that I've like, yo, he was like slapping his own ass, telling him to kiss his ass. It was like it it was like what is going on here? Like honestly, what has happened? Yo has gone a one eighty. And I know people have been on, I've been talking about it and people on Twitter have been saying, oh, yo, I've been making progression. I understand this, but, but he has, this is something very different from yo. We never saw what I throughout his entire three K time. He never showed this particular side mm -hmm. where I I'm going to bet I'll put money down that he's going to wrestle Linderman for that great title at some point. This is oh, a yeah. hot match. This, this feels like an actual, like it, they, and it came out of nowhere, which is the perfect type of, like organic spontaneous story that just sort of emerges and i all i left that match thinking i want to see yo versus linderman and i want to see what this what this thing is because i don't know what this thing is i don't know what yo is going to be but if it's going to be this kind of i, I can't even quite verbalize exactly what the style of position of type of character it is but it's like He's very passive in terms of that's his kind of thing. He's very sort of cool and laid back, and that's that's his idea. But he cares. He's a, he's a deep thinker, and he cares about his matches. He cares about his results. He cares about his friends, but he doesn't want to show that because he's scared of being hurt. I think that's kind of his idea. And Leo is kind of the 
the guy that is very similar and that he's had so much shit go against him that he's also scared of things going bad, but he, he's more confident in the way that he demonstrates it. And he's, he's going to, he's going to hit, he's going to be the, bring the fight to you. Whereas Yo is going to respond with fight. And it was almost like this thing of like Leo's trying to get him to the point of like, if you want to express your emotion, if you want to assert your, you have to do it, yo, you have to do it. And he decided he picked the smallest guy in the room, but he's like, that guy is going to be the one that I'm going to assert my dominance over. And Linderman's like, I'm here for it, bud. If you want to try to go me, I'm going to go your back and we're going to fucking go. And I'm like, that is, it's a dynamic. I didn't think would, I, I, I did not think I would leave tag league saying i i was like put it on wrestle kingdom put it uh, fucking main event i'm telling you they could sell it because the way that he has the way in that like you have to see it dave it is exactly what you would look for in terms of the way they can tell a story that ties into the characters it's in a short period of time but all you want to do is see like linderman hasn't got much of a character right he's kind of yeah, like yeah. a little he's a little he's a little ass kicker little spruker yeah he just loves you. He loves Glayton. He, he believes his philosophy is great, but it got real for a second. And that's the mm. part I really liked about it. For a second, it felt like Linderman felt slighted by this prick. And it was because Yo was cocky. He was cocky. He was making fun of him. He was in, trying to embarrass him. And I just think I like that out of a character because it's such a natural progression. It's the most obvious progression you see. Like Yo is like a teenager. He's yeah. been hurt and he's lashing out. And he's like, I've, I feel bad after what showed it to me. So I'm going to make fun of you, pick on you to make myself feel better in the moment. And that's kind of what he decided to do. And then shit got real, but like all good buddies and all good brothers, Leo's like, don't worry, bud. I'm going to stand up for you, regardless of whether I agree or disagree with what you're doing. You're not going to fucking do that to my guy. And it was just, it was so beautiful. I am, this is my favorite dynamic. I love their relationship. I have no idea what it is. Yeah. It's, Leo has taught Yo to love again. He's opened his heart. I know we think that he's going to break it, but I'm telling you, if he does it, Yo may kill him. It may be, we may see manslaughter <laughs> because Yo is getting to that stage now where it feels like for the first time he showed some level of assertiveness, like he, he asserted himself. He, he really said, no, I'm not going to take this shit anymore. And it's like, that's what we want to see. But he did it in a way that I did not expect. Not like a Watto fighting from underneath. He did it from, I'm going to embody this. I'm going to take Leo Rush's like confidence. I'm just going to take it and be like, yeah, I'm the fucking man of the hour too. I can't believe that all that shit happened on the one I missed. Oh, well. Yeah. And, and also too, like, you know, Leo Rush, like he got Bobby Lashley over. So it makes sense that you're over. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, that's what I think the dynamic is interesting because Leo has experience in in doing that in, in in deferring like he understands how to defer and it's the story is the story is leo is going to be a big player like i'm pretty confident watching him and watching the way they're doing it he's going to be a, a, a key top guy in that junior division but yo is in need of help to get to a level that he can be compelling and leo has leo rush has made him instantly compelling and i like I watched, I watched Yo wrestle a bunch of singles during the junior league, during the super juniors, and I didn't leave that going. Oh, I can't wait to see more Yo. Yeah, I'm, I'm a hundred percent. Like I want to see Yo versus Linderman versus Yo needs to happen. It just needs to happen. And like when you have both tag team partners holding each other, got each guy back, and like yeah. literally saying, "This is getting out of hand. Settle down, mate." Like, like it wasn't. And it wasn't. 
It wasn't the typical pull apart where they're throwing punches. They're literally going for the eyes. They're grabbing hair. They're talking shit. They're like, and then and then Lindemann's like about to leave, and then Yo gets to the rope and like says, "Come on in." And then Lindemann turns around like, "Okay, let's fucking go." And then he comes back again. They have to come back out. It was that beautiful level of passive aggressiveness that you just don't you just don't see enough of. Again, I love male uh, interactive like dynamics, and that's a perfect one of like the boys kind of want to fight, but they're kind of they've had enough for the night, so they kind of like want to show that they care, but they're not really willing to throw hands yet. That's where they're at, and I'm like, I just want to get them to the point where they'll throw hands. And I would not be surprised if we see them on the final night, if they're not involved in the final, that 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 combination is getting paired up again. Because yeah, cool. that was that was juicy. And um, yeah, and also it's you have to watch it just for the side of watching Leo Rush wrestle uh, Alex Sane and run under yeah. his legs. Literally runs under his legs. <laughs> so it's like it was a great spot. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a solid match. But the story I'm following now is Yo, I, I put a thing out how Yo got his groove back. It is, it is very clear that he has had a massive shift, a massive shift, a monumental shift beyond just. It's not the Yo of the past, and I said this last week, and I've and I reaffirm it. He is not just returning back to his old personality. He's developing a brand new personality that, yeah. as I said, is built from heartbreak. He is a heartbroken man who is deflecting and nothing beats it with false confidence and if he's got a smile until it becomes real it's going to be the way he's going to fake a smile until it becomes real and leo's helping him fake it till he makes it so i am all for that story to follow along it's been fun and yes dave you missed one a hell of a night <laughs> it was uh but it happens it happens yeah but check that match if you're going to watch one match I know that's the thing that's the perfect thing about what pro wrestling is on that night we have the crazy pwg spot fest we have that match I recommend that match because that one feels like it's the one that you can take away. Do you reckon you'll ever be like, yo, what a rush. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs>